The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Turkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Turkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Welcome back to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. The Ticats coming off of a big win out west in BC uh, to go to four and six. And now coming up, of course, on the Labor Day Classic. That'll be Monday, September 4th, a 3.30 kickoff at Tim Hortons Field. As always, fans, send your questions to Ask Coach to game day at ticats.ca. We have a question coming up later in the episode. Uh, we pick one every week, and you can send that with something in the subject line, like question for Coach O to game day at ticats.ca. Coach, you went out west 3-6 and six, to face a Lion team that was 7-3. and three. And you come home winning thirty to thirteen. What what changed for your team out in BC? Well, I just think we finally put together, you know, three quality phases of football. And you know, we're always trying to win two of three. We feel like that's a recipe to win more games than not. And I thought we came out with with decent energy. Uh, we were able to run the ball, and I thought we were pretty physical up front. Um, you know, and you know, the game the, the score wasn't really indicative of just how physical the game was and how intense it was. But we just needed to find a way to win, Luke, and I think that's what happened. Yeah, it did seem uh, cohesive. I mean, three phases for sure. You uh, were coming off of a game with missed field goals uh, on special teams, uh, a lot of points against, struggling to get into the end zone, and all of those things got turned around defensively. I mean, the game started and you forced the turnover on downs right away. To me, you're right. I mean, the energy seemed different. Was that partly the trip out west? Was it just a, a, you guys came in with just a great uh, you know, vibe and energy that day? We did. And sometimes, you know, Luke, having been, been in that situation, sometimes you're just feeling it, whether it's as an individual or as a group, and you got to ride that wave when you do. Now, energy alone doesn't win ball games, right? You, we've, I've been on you know, a few teams that have showed up a little bit flat, but the execution was so high that you're able to overcome it. Now, I know that sounds a little bit crazy when in a sport where you play once a week and how come your energy, but football's so unique. I mean, you're getting in basically car accidents every, every week, trying to heal and, and get back. You know, most other sports, what's unique about football, I believe, is just most other sports, you know, if you get a you know, an injury, you've got time. You know, baseball, there's so many games. Soccer, there's so many games. And football, there's so little games. And you're always pushing the envelope to play that next week. And and then you got to play at a high level. So um, I just think that that was one of those games where uh, we, we were ready to play. And bigger than that, we were able to execute. So... Uh, just proud of them. If you could bottle that up, shoot, I'd, you know, it'd be a best-selling book and and everything else. It's just every, you got to figure out your football team, and we played well, and now we're we're looking for consistency. Yeah, like is it is the energy is the coming out playing playing with that type of sort of sort of cohesive you know team energy is that repeatable? I mean, can you can you? identify that and, and kind of and, and repeat it or is it uh, the stars aligning out in BC uh, yeah I think it, I think things can be replicated or duplicated however you want to 
focus on it. But I mean, we've had great energy this year at times, and we just haven't executed well. And that's that's mm-hmm. kind of what I was alluding to earlier is you can you can do those sorts of things, but the game comes down to execution, and then you boil it down to some tangible, uh, you know. If you want to call it analytics that have kind of withstood the test of time, we didn't turn the football over. Yeah. And we were able to take it away. And when you're plus three, that usually bodes pretty well uh, in the victory column. Nothing guarantees anything. And I thought, you know, like you said, we put the ball through the pipes. They missed a field goal. Uh, I thought the defensive stop early kind of set the tone. And we were able to corral um, their running game. And also, also Vernon. You know, Vernon can get out of the pocket, and we had had some challenges with that the week before. Albeit different athletes, um, Vernon can hurt you too. And I think you know he was somewhere under ten yards of of scramble yards, and that that just boded well for us on defense and offensively. I mean, I got to be honest, Luke. I mean, we've been doing this a long time, and I, I don't know that I've ever seen a twelve play drive. I'm not saying they haven't happened before, but a twelve. 12-play drive with seven minutes, um, you know, that's going to keep your defense fresh. That's going to keep your special teams fresh. That's going to keep their defense tired. And it's fun when those things happen, not to you, but for you, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things went right. You came off a game in Edmonton where you had seven sacks. You cut that down to four. You scored points, obviously. You made your field goals. But the zero turnovers, I mean, Taylor Powell – for a young guy, his first year, he's two games in a row with zero interceptions. Is this just like his brand of quarterback, or is this part of his sort of progression with Scott Milanovic? Is it something that's being hammered into him? You know, make sure you don't th- turn the ball over, or, or is this? Does he have a natural gift of ball security? <laughs> yeah, that's well. I'd like to think uh, the third part would be great. Then <clears throat> we're just discovering a natural gift. Uh, I think it is in part uh, with, you know, understanding the expectations of Scott and just, you know, with things that we're trying to get accomplished there. Um, he he works at it. He understands. He, he is a team first guy. And I think all sacks aren't equal. Yeah, we went from seven to four, and I'll say probably maybe one, maybe two of those were probably on the quarterback also. However, you know, it's okay to play the field position game sometimes rather than throw a pick, force a ball in somewhere uh, because whatever the, the case may be. And now all of a sudden momentum swings um, and that sort of thing. And so there's, uh, there are such, uh, such things as good sacks, uh, I do believe. And uh, I think he's taken a few of those. So I think consistency, again, is what you're always looking for uh, in, any, in any realm. And with, with him, we're going to need to see consistency. And, and game film's going to travel. So, you know, once he's got a month of games under his belt, um, that I'll better be able to answer that question. But I think it's a combination of himself uh, understanding the CFL game, and I think Scott's doing a great job with him. That's a really interesting term. Can you elaborate on good sacks and kind of to, to, a, to a fan listening what that might mean? Yeah, so, you know, for example, you know, you may be up two points, you know, trying to put the game out of reach and you're in what we would refer to more as the score zone. Some people call it the red, the low red. Uh, The bottom line is you're about to score. And, you know, oftentimes there 
you, it said you don't want to take a sack, but that's mainly to take you out of field goal range. Those are times when you don't want to take a sack. However, a sack down there, uh, instead of forcing the ball, isn't the end of the world. All, right? all it does is mess up your, your stat line and maybe tick off a few old linemen uh, when they're trying to get extensions. But it's not equal. So that would be an example there, Luke, of, uh, of, of a good sack in that situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, maybe uh, a D lineman comes free. And rather than hold the ball, have terrible ball security and try to force something in and, and things like that, that's an opportunity there to take a sack, play the field position game, and punt. Uh, they, they, don't, they never look pretty uh, in the stat column, and they never look pretty when you're watching them. But there is definite times for quote unquote good sacks. Few interesting plays on special teams out in BC. Maybe we'll start at the end of the game there. The hands team puts a touchdown on the scoreboard. I mean, I I was on hands team for a lot of my career, and it's a it's a privilege to end the game for your team. Sometimes that play is the last uh, the last thing or close to uh, by making a good good you know catch in the open field while you're getting rushed by that by that onside team but Tim White makes the reception and scores it's got to be a boost for Jeff Reinbolt's special teams to to put points on the board like that yeah that's a unique situation and you know you've seen some decent returns and things like that and you know those things are tough you know I think what people don't understand and and when you're on that hands team is it's it's really not a guarantee and i guess without getting too technical i mean you'd understand this very well luke having been on there uh you're, you're outnumbered to one side no matter what happens as long as you have somebody deep to return the ball you're outnumbered so they're gonna have 12 on the line you're gonna have 11 up there and so you kind of have to pick and choose your side and, you know, fortunately for us, you know, we, we, it's something that we work on in our mock game. I know you've been a part of it. And, and for those listeners, the mock game is just something that you go through as many game situations as you, as you can. But, you know, Federico did a great job of getting out of the way of a hot football, if yeah. you will. That thing was coming, yeah. uh, coming pretty fast there. And he got out of the way. Tim obviously has to make the play. And then he did the rest and, and ran to the end zone. So uh, they kind of found their numbers. Kicked it at two of our D linemen, and fortunately Tim was over there to make the play. Yeah, really cool. The uh, and then earlier in the game, it was an interesting moment in the broadcast. So the play, uh, Ticat punt team goes out. Sean Thomas Erlington comes in with a with a hatchet that's fit for the ball security uh, uh, teach tape uh, and forces what seemed like a fumble. And then it was BC first down. Walk us through sort of the progression of that and. Were you able to challenge? Did you have an opportunity to do so? And, you know, could did you guys have a chance to see the clip? What happened in that series of events? Hopefully we don't have any refs listening to this. But <laughs> so very, very frustrating, to be honest with you. Very frustrating when you're you're playing hard. You know, we, that, you know that we, that's a point of emphasis for us, hatcheting the ball out. Uh, and when it's done by an offensive player, it's just fantastic. It just helps sell yeah. the message more. I think Revenberg had one the year that you played in Toronto off of, the, off of an interception. And right. you never know when it's going to come up. So, yeah, we, we, the ball was definitely out. Uh, unfortunately, at the stadium on that, they ruled – the ruling was that he was down. So, yes, I could have challenged if the ball was a fumble. 
and absolutely it would have been a fumble but I was told that the command center said there was not an immediate recovery and so we wouldn't have been awarded the ball so basically the way I understand it is maybe we would have got credited for a forced fumble however we wouldn't have got possession of the football and along those lines, just for those, because I know there was a, you know, I know Betts got his 12th sack. Uh, you are not able to challenge a tripping. So uh, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, not a challengeable call. So I knew that's probably coming up next while we're talking about that. So, um, you know, I was, you know, I asked, I was, you know, you know, frustrated. It's tough when you're, you're down there and you want to keep a drive alive and, you know, you get tripped. But, you know, if they don't see it, they don't see it. So. Yeah, unfortunately, I was not able to challenge on that fumble caused by Erlington. Uh, we wouldn't have got possession of the ball. Yeah. Yeah, great. Interesting turn of events. And it was not clear uh, in, in the broadcast what exactly had happened as we went to commercial break. But uh, game of inches and close calls from, from everyone on the field. Uh, let's get to a fan question here. Uh, fans and listeners, you can send your questions for Coach O to gameday at ticats.ca. And today we have a question from Karen in Westdale. Coach, the Labor Day Classic is the highlight of the season for me. Is it your favorite game as well, or is this just another day at the office? That's from Karen in Westdale. Yeah, Karen, I would say the football game is played under the same rules and everything like that. So it is just the next game. Like there's nothing special that we do uh, in preparation. However, uh, meaning that the tangible things, however, uh, we do study the history of it a little bit and, and show some clips and the rivalry because it's, it is special. Um, so, um, while it is the next game, and it kind of is just another game. It has different meaning. You can feel it when you're driving up to the stadium. Uh, you can, it's just like I say it every year. You hear I go struggling for about the 20th straight year of talking about it. You have to experience it. So it's it's something you can kind of try to describe. You can watch videos on it. But you got to come to, the, to Tim Hortons Field to feel it. Uh, and so I would say that because it's an East Division game, every year it has a little bit different meaning, maybe because of the standings. And that sort of thing. Um, so let me answer you directly here. Uh, I would say it's a smidge more than a regular game because of the Toronto Argonauts coming down the QEW or up the QEW uh, to, to see us. Yeah. That was from Karen in Westdale. Karen, thank you very much. Fans, send your questions to gameday at ticats.ca to ask for coach. The Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is presented by Turkster Lumber. Check out the project coaches at Turkster Lumber. They can help with every part of your home renovation from designing a deck to ordering a new front door. Learn more at turksterlumber.com. Coach, on the Labor Day topic here, is there a Labor Day Classic game as a player that stands out to you, one that you remember well, big win, big interception? Uh, you know what? I'd have to... Personally, I I don't recall interceptions. I may have had one or two or so, but I do remember. I believe it was a tie. I couldn't tell you the year. I'm guessing it, off the top of my head, it was in the 30s, maybe 31, 31 tie. 
I remember multiple ejections. This is when I was in Toronto. I was actually on mm. the other side of it. Oh, wow. I, I remember multiple ejections uh, at Ivor Wynn Stadium at that time. I think Troy Davis nearly died of heat exhaustion. I think he rushed for 200 yards or something against <laughs> us. But somehow we were able to match the, the points there. So I, I remember that one vividly. And I, it's not because I did anything special in it. Um, I think I've been ejected from a Labor Day Classic game. Or I know I've been ejected from a game at Iverwind Field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, I've been part of a lot of uh, intense intense game so uh it, it's just i love the rivalry on both sides you know when i was in in hamilton it was you know you just can't stand i remember i sell it to, i've told this many times but when lancaster came over from edmonton you know i always refer oftentimes when i was in the front of the stretch lines because that's often when we had our brief conversations and mm-hmm. he came up to me one time and said hey oh i said yeah he goes doesn't take you long to not like those guys down the qew does it and I go, no, it's a pretty good rivalry there. And then, you know, once I went to the Toronto side, you got to remember there were still dugouts at the Iverwind mm-hmm. Stadium there. And, uh, boy, they didn't they didn't love me in Hamilton anymore when I was wearing 21 in Toronto. It's like Ocean and I, O'Shea and I were never never mm-hmm. in Hamilton. And, and I just remember those intense things from warm-up all the way to the end of the game, win or lose. Like, it's like... I don't know, motor mouth. They just kept riding. <laughs> and so I also remember uh, flipping back when I came back to Hamilton. Then they showed love again. So there it is. When you're a tie cat, they love you. When you're not, they hate you. It's that clean. Wow. Yeah, our listeners will surely know uh, very well the, the sentiment you're referring to. And that we're going to have to look up for the broadcast to, uh, what what, uh, what game you were ejected from. Make sure it wasn't a Labor Day Classic because that would be a great uh, a great talking point for our, for our broadcast. Uh, yeah. The uh, Let's see. You said, you mentioned a little bit of the history. Is it just, you're going to show the team some videos of, of former Labor Day Classic games, stuff like that? Yeah, I, we always do that uh, just a little bit. And, you know, it's – I just think that it's it's important to show just that that's the beauty of the CFL. You know, to me, yeah. it's a league that's it's built from the inside out. Like where players, coaches are accessible, and it they they love it. And you know, of course, the kids I think quote unquote kids love it, but they don't because that means they go back to school. And so it's just there's just so many fun things that happen and. You know, people are probably coming down from the cottages. They're they're ready for some fall football and things like that. There's just so many things that go and into it, and, and then just the pride and tradition of Hamilton Tiger Cat football. It's something that you definitely to keep alive. You know, we always talk about standing on the shoulders of those that came before us, and so this is another chance to really just emphasize that messaging. Mm, that's great. Yeah, the, there's a group of. Labor Day Classic lovers in East Aurora, New York, here too. We're, we got a we have a ten pack of tickets ordered for for the game for people coming up, and it nice. is a great uh, great day of football and a great great uh, CFL uh, CFL event. So we're looking forward to it, Coach. Best of luck as you uh, get ready for the, with the remainder of this week leading into the Monday game. Uh, fans, as always, send your questions to Coach O at Game Day at Ticats.ca. And we'll see you on Monday, Coach. Thanks a lot. All right. Appreciate it, Luke. See you next week. 
Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at gamedayatticats.ca. Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.